Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children and anarchists of all ages, welcome to the Dark Lord Reapers and United States of Anarchy podcast. I am the man without a plan, the Dark Lord himself, the Nightmare King, and unapologetic truth and hardcore facts like KKG have fun over here. Everything for celebrity gossip, this is not the podcast for you. This top, this podcast is for real topics and real situations. If you don't like what I have to say or don't like my opinion overall, two words, don't listen. Boycott this podcast, boycott my social media, boycott anything that has my name attached to it. It's that simple. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I come to tell you. Hell has officially frozen over. Satan actually needs to buy a space heater because hell officially has wintered. Why am I saying this? Because the landmark case, Roe versus Wade, has been overturned in the Senate. And has been overturned, making abortions technically we gonna break this down, because I saw this coming, and I'm gonna help a lot of people understand what this means, because a lot of people don't see the bigger picture and what's got everybody up in the uproar. So, buckle up, hold on tight, and let's get into it. And we're back, people. So we are discussing the landmark decision to overturn Roe versus Wade and the impact slash domino effect of what it will cause in the near future. But let's start at the beginning. Exactly what is Roe versus Wade? Well, I'm going to tell you in this brief, I'm going to tell you in this segment. Roe versus Wade was a Supreme Court case that was argued in December of 1971 and re-argued again in October of 1972, and finally decided in January 22nd of 1973. It was the Supreme Court case of Jane Roe versus Henry Wade, District Attorney of Dallas County. Convenient and interesting enough. And the ultimate decision, it was a landmark it landed a decision on the Supreme Court, which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States generally protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion. This, this decision struck down many federal state abortion laws and fueled an ongoing debate in the United States that would have lasted for damn near 30 years and recently came back up again. So... It argued that abortion should be legal to who should decide to legally get an abortion. What role of moral and religious views political spirits should be. It also shaped the debate concerning which method the Supreme Court should use the Constitution, the um, constitutional injunction. So now that you know that, ladies and gentlemen, it also caused the due process clause of the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment in the United States Constitution provides a fundamental right to privacy that protects a pregnant woman's liberty to abort her fetus. This right is not absolute. It has to be balanced 
against the government's interest in protecting a woman's health and protecting the, the prenatal life. The Texas statutes marking, making it a crime to procure an abortion violating this right. The court members who argued this was Chief Justice Warren E. Berger. Yeah, his name, last name was Berger. He must have had an interesting time in school. His associate justices, William O. Douglas, William O. Bennon Jr., Potter Stewart, <laughs> two last names, Byron White, Thurgood Marshall, that name should sound familiar, Harry Blackmund, Louis F. Powell Jr., and William Relinquish. Those were the Supreme Court, just, the Supreme Court judges at the time who heard this case. So, now that you guys actually know what was argued during this case, so maybe that'll help you further understand what was overturned. So, when we come back, I'm going to go over what happened two days ago. And we're back, so we are talking about Roe versus Wade and how it was overturned, causing a big ripple effect. Now, in the last segment, I gave you guys exactly what Roe vs. Wade was. So now, in this segment, I'll be talking about the ramifications and the reactions. So, Roe vs. Wade was overturned on Friday, June 24th, 2022. And of course, it sparked outrage, prompting Massive protests in my hometown of Washington, D.C., my current hometown, New York, Atlanta, Los Angeles, and many other states that enact the abortion bans, stopping the that stop offering the procedure. The Supreme Court reversal of the abortion rights basically is triggered, has caused a lot of division. One protester is all record saying. All these men out here who are chanting against abortion and are enthusiastic and happy, smiling, singing songs and laughing, it's really disgusting. Another pro-life, a pro-life protester said, we won, they lost, you win some, you lose some, it happens, a young man in a suit said. And he had a sign that said, I am pro-life feminist. Hmm. Most people didn't know what Roe v. Wade was before yesterday, before they tried to overturn it. That's the crazy thing. In Little Rock, Arkansas, crowd chanting, my body, my choice. One person said, it's only the beginning. These are more than baby steps to something. And we're going to get into that later on. We're going to get into that. But those are just some of the few things that a lot of people have had to say about the reversal of Roe. There have been many protests. There might be one today. But I'll save my opinion 
for my final thoughts as usual. And boy, I'm going to have a doozy to say. So, when we come back, I'm going to get into the Supreme Court justices that voted for and voted against it. And the politicians who are jumping for joy. And we're back. So we are talking about the Supreme Court judges overturning the historic Roe versus Wade ruling and the ramifications that it will have on our society. So in this segment, as I said, we were going to talk about the Supreme Court judges that voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, as well as the politicians who are a little bit more happy, or happier than they should be. But before we get started, here's a question I have for you, my followers and viewers. Who are the nine Supreme Court judges? Can you name them? Or do we only know who they are because of controversy behind their names? But don't worry. You know I got you. You know your Uncle Dark Lord's got your back on that. So here are the nine current serving Supreme Court judges right now. John G. Roberts. Clarence Thomas. Stephen G. Breyer, Samuel A. Alter Jr., Sonia Sotomayor, Ellen Kagan, Neil M. Gorsuch, I think, I hope I said his name right, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Conley Barrett, Sandra Day O'Connor. She's retired and she's being replaced in August. And another retirer is Anthony M. Kennedy. So, now that you know the names of some of the Supreme Court judges, let's get it. The, two, the few that I just named that retired, so it made the vote go in a different way for, this, for Roe versus Wade. Now, before I get into that, it was leaked later on this year that it would be that it would be overturned by an anonymous source that is yet to be revealed. Mm. U.S. government has too much leaks to plug up. But let me give you the name of the people who were involved of the which judges that actually voted to overturn the Roe v. Raid ruling. They go as followed. Clarence Thomas, Neil Calavan, Judge Barrett, Amy, Judge Amy, and Judge Kavanaugh. They're the ones that voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, believe it or not. 
Now, I don't know what's worse. Now, this part is so, semi my opinion. Me, personally, the Supreme Court has a little bit more power in this country than they should, honestly. If you understand how, if you remember how our government is set up. Legislative, executive, and judiciary. And the Supreme Court is the judiciary. They are the final stop. These are the people that put laws into power or overturn them, rectify them, amend them. So for those of us who forgot or didn't know, now you know. But let's get into some of the reactions from our from our quote-unquote politicians. You know, the same politicians that were put in place to represent us. State Senator John Horney tweeted out today. And this was his, and this is a Texas senator. This is um, the representative of Texas. After Barack Obama tweeted out, our lovable 44 tweeted out on, what day was it? He tweeted out four days ago to the day. He said today's Supreme Court court, the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly 50 years of precedence, it regated the most intense personal decision someone can make to a whim of politics and ideologists attacking the essential freedoms of millions. This was Senator John Cornley's response to this tweet. He said, and I quote, now do Plessy versus Ferguson slash Brown versus Board of Ed. Now, we are going to revisit that tweet and what Senator Cornley had to say in my final thoughts. Because, well, in the next segment, we're going to talk about the ripple effect. But let me get to another reaction. That favorite orange, that everyone's favorite orange, man, you know, Agent Orange, the one we all, the majority of us that have a brain, know to love and hate. Um, now, before I get into that, two days ago, someone called me a leftist. I am not left. I am not right. As you can see, my podcast is called The United States of Anarchy. It doesn't matter if it's right wing or left wing, as far as I'm concerned. They're attached to the same bird that craps on everyone. I speak up for what is right, not what is politics, especially if it's not an address that. Everyone's favorite orange man. This is what he recently had to say about Roe versus Wade being overturned. Take a listen, won't you? Oh, sorry, people. A victory for the rule of law and above all, a victory for life. This breakthrough is the answer to the prayers of millions and millions of people. And these prayers have gone on for decades. For decades and decades they've been praying. Now those prayers have been answered. Okay, so you heard it for yourself, people what he had to say because a lot of people have been trying to get Roe versus Wade overturned why do you think Kavanaugh and certain people that are on the Supreme Court were appointed by him because that's what he wanted to do 
Now, here's what another politician had to say. Republic Congresswoman Mary Miller, this is what she had to say. Did you hear that, people? Let me let you listen to that again. America, I want to thank you for the historic victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday. Mm. Did you guys hear what Congresswoman Mary had to say just now? Something, 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 something just ain't right. When we come back, people, I'm going to break down an uncomfortable truth that a lot of people aren't going to like what I'm about to say. If you're offended, I meant it. In the next segment, we're going to go over the ripple effect, and we're going to address the tweet as well as what she just said. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. So we are talking about the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade and the ripple effect that it will cause. Now, I knew in, I know in this segment I said I would talk about the ripple effect and the uncomfortable truths of part of the reason why this is happening. But I'm saving that for another segment. I want to get into a brief history lesson of how did we get here? Well, I'm going to tell you, how did we get here? How did we get to this point of Roe versus Wade being overturned? How did this happen? Well, let's get into it. So, for you kids that are listening, and I'm pretty sure that this will pop up on a test, or you might want to know this for your history, and you historians, if you don't already know this, here's how it happened. In 2008, who was elected president? Barack Hussein Obama. Possibly one of the most classiest men to show the whole world that a black man can be perfect. But here's what happened during his presidency. He was sabotaged consistently. He was obstructed at every turn. A few Republicans who came to regret their decision even openly admitted in interviews their job was to obstruct Barack Hussein Obama. But you see, part of the problem, part of the reason why they were able to do this and get away with it, it was our fault. Yes, we the people. You see, when we put him in out, when we went out and voted and put him in office in 08, we were supposed to go back two years later during the midterms and vote again, but we didn't. Most people don't even go to those elections. How would I know? Because I'm also a poll worker. So I know who shows up and who doesn't show up, and the numbers in which they show up. And sometimes we're lucky if we see five or six people a day, and that's how polling stations get shut down. We'll talk about that in another episode, or possibly later on in the set in this episode. So, that's how the Republican Party remained the majority in the Senate and the House of Representatives. So that's how they were able to block him and obstruct him at every turn. Now, here's the part that pertains to the topic of which we are discussing right now, ladies and gentlemen. 
towards the last days of Barack Obama's presidency, he tried to put, he nominated a Supreme Court judge, a judge for Supreme Court, a Justice Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court to take the seat of the now deceased Antonia Cia, Cia, I hope I said her name right, who had died earlier. Guess who blocked him? Mitch McConnell. Up until the last days, the last day of president, Mitch McConnell blocked that nomination and denied it. He led the charge in that, further trying to make the president of the United States a lame duck president. Who became president shortly after that? Who became the 45th? Donald J. Trump. Towards the end of his tenure, guess who he nominated? He nominated Justice Barrett. Amy Barrett. Amy Cohen Barrett. The same Amy Cohen Barrett who made it clear that she is pro-life and the same Justice Amy Cohen Barrett along with Judge Thompson and others who voted to strike down to overturn Roe versus Wade and guess when that was pushed through during the last couple of days of him being president and who helped push through that nomination Mitch McConnell so you see people everything we do in our life has a ripple effect so now that we've gotten through that little brief history lesson Now we're going to get into the uncomfortable truth of why this is happening. Now in advance, if you are offended, I meant it, but this is an uncomfortable truth that a lot of people need to hear and know. And we're back. We are talking about the landmark Roe vs. Wade being overturned. Now this segment... I'm going to give you the uncomfortable, unpopular truth that some people aren't going to want to hear. In advance, if you are offended, I meant it. And as I always told you, if you don't like what I have to say, two words, don't listen. Now with that being said, shall we begin? Let's begin. Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Now, Earlier in this episode, I let you hear the words from the mouth of Republican Congresswoman Mary Miller. She said it. She said it. You heard her say it. She wanted to thank the Supreme Court and the MAGAs for helping to save white lives. Key word, white lives. What did she mean by that? Well, I'll tell you. With this uncomfortable truth. You see, right-wing racist white America, key word, racist right-wing, far-right white America is afraid of becoming the minority here in America. A person that I had the pleasure of meeting in 2009 
told me something. No, not 2009. I'm wrong. 2012 told me a truth that I did not believe. I thought the guy was a crackpot, but I've seen it to be true. I've proven it to be true. He told me by the year 2019, which was three years ago to the date, that people of color, particularly black and Latino people, would no longer be the minority in the United States of America. So that's why groups like the alt-right, Proud Boys, and people of that nature have been rearing their ugly heads because they are afraid that they will become the minority in this country and everything that has been done to black and Latino people over the years will be visited upon them. And I'll save that part for my final thoughts to my response. But here's another statistic that most people aren't going to want to hear. And a family of African-American descent, whether they be from the Caribbean or connected to Africa or other African-based countries in the Caribbean or abroad, and Latino country and Latino families will most likely going to have more children and are least likely to have an abortion than are than their Caucasian counterparts. So this is what this is all about, people. That's what it's all about. And the Congresswoman's words just confirmed this thesis. And it's an uncomfortable truth, but it is the truth. Now, as you all know, I don't support racism or bigotry of any kind. But I just had to be known what was the real reason behind this. It had nothing to do with what's morally right. It had nothing to do with God. It's basically politics. The same politics that have been holding this country back for centuries. So when we get back, I'm going to give you my final thoughts on this topic. And we're back. So here are my final thoughts. Now, this segment is full of this my opinion that is centered around fact. Now, shall we begin? In advance, if you're offended, I meant it. I said what I said. If you don't like what I have to say, the unfollow button is right there. Now then, Tupac said it best. Since a man can't make one, he can't, it's unfair for a man to tell a woman where she can, when and where to create one. I find it amazing that a topic that is centered around the woman's choice of when and where she has a child, the people that are making this law, none of them were women. I find it amazing. I find that hilariously amazing. Now, me personally, and this is going to come to a shock to you, 
I don't necessarily agree with abortion, and not for the reasons you think, because I'm not a most I'm not the most super religious person. But the reason I don't necessarily agree with abortion is because of the long-term effects that possibly could happen as a result. Example A, and this is my only example. You get an abortion now because of, for whatever reason it may be, but later on down the line, you want to have children, but you physically cannot because of some complication as a result of the abortion, whether it be infection, the person was a quack, whatever. However, however, because I am not a, I'm not a woman, I cannot carry a child to full term. Who am I to tell a woman what she can and can't do with her body? The same people that was upset and running around saying my body, my choice that didn't want to get vaccinated at the heights of the COVID lockdown are the same people that are talking about pro-life. Okay. If you're pro-life, why not pass laws that after that baby is born, that baby will be protected and they can go to school safely and come home safely. Why not pass laws? Everyone cares about the fetus when it's in the incubation stage, but the second the baby is born, you're on your own. Hmm? But you're pro-life. <laughs> to Justice Clarence Thomas, who recently said he wanted to revisit the marriage laws now that they've done the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. Sir, you are aware that the same laws that you want to op- you want to look take a look at now because you overturned Roe versus Wade would make your current marriage to your wife illegal. You are aware of that, right? Just want to put that out there. Now, for those of you who are saying that, oh, the laws ain't going to stop nothing. People are still going to do what they want to do. And for those of you saying that, oh, Roe versus Wade doesn't overturn anything and my vote doesn't matter. That's how these people want you to think and believe. The greatest trick the devil ever performed is convincing the world he doesn't exist. I repeat, the greatest trick the devil ever performed was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Right? Because this is how these people stay in power. By convincing us of these things that we believe to be true, but it's not. Because if our vote didn't matter, what would be the purpose of them campaigning in the first place if our votes didn't matter? Think about that. Seriously. They want us to think that way. You gotta keep in mind, I just gave you an example of how they do. But you see, our communities are more wrapped up in celebrity gossip. We care more about, you know, petty squabbles 
than paying attention to what's really going on around us. These people, and when I say these people, I mean far-right, racist white America who just so happen to be in positions of authority and power, they consistently, for centuries, have been playing chess with us while we're playing dominoes or playing Uno. We're not even on the board. Now, for those of you who figure it's not your problem, okay, today it's Roe versus Wade. Tomorrow, it's Loving versus State of Virginia. That was the Supreme Court case that they argued about interracial marriages. Look it up. Today, it's Roe versus Wade. Tomorrow, it's Plessy versus Ferguson. For those of you who don't know the significance of Plessy versus Ferguson, it was a case in Louisiana that segregation, you know, Jim Crow, separate but equal, was unconstitutional. So what's the reverse of overturning that law? Today it's Roe versus Wade, tomorrow it's Brown versus Board of Ed. Think about these pe- people before you speak and say, oh, it's not my problem. Today it's not your problem, tomorrow it will be your problem. Everything has a ripple effect. Now, as for the senator of Texas, with what he just said, and the tweet is still there, plus what the congresswoman, Mary Miller, said, America should be very, very afraid. Because what they are doing will cause a ripple effect. And I shudder to think of what's coming. In the last episode, I told you people, the ballot or the bullet. The ballot or the bullet. These are the things I was talking about. So, if you could pry yourself away from your shade room, your bossip, and your world star hip hop for a second, and your reality TV shows, and look around, look at what's going on around you. You'd be just as concerned and upset as I am, because the situation may not affect you, but if you have children, particularly daughters, they will affect you. It will affect them. Here's another side note. Places like CVS are pulling their Plan B contraceptives. So, all you people who like to go around having one night stand, you're probably, you're going to have to really think about bed hopping. Now, there are some companies who are deciding to stand with women, and there are some states that are saying, yeah, we're not going with that. And that's all well and good. But it just goes to show you, struggle continues feminist movement you guys are pretty quiet me too where are you time's up where are you oh it was because you guys were dealing with celebrities and you wanted to tear them down here's something that really does affect you can't help but notice 
your silence. Your silence is deafening. But that's all I have to say on the topic, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in on my next episode where I do TV, movie, video game, trailer, toy, and food reviews. As well as I am going in my episode after that. It's been requested. I am going to do the Star Wars universe. And we're going to talk about each movie, each TV show, our likes, dislikes, etc. So until next time, people, always seek truth, rage against the machine, love, peace, chicken grease, deuces.